Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Latinx Influencers, the top chismes, top trending topics, and everything you need to know about your favorite Latinx influencer and celebrity. You find it here. I'm your host, Yesenia Garcia. I can piss up. Welcome to this week's episode of Latinx Influencers. So you guys, this week's episode I'm super stoked about because I am joined by the gorgeous Ana Gabriela, or as many of you guys know her on Instagram, Ana Loves You. Thank you so much, Faye, for joining us. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So you're in Miami right now, right? Yes, I am. How's the weather over there? It's rainy. Is it really Yes, it is. It has been the most perfect weather for the past like two months, like since quarantine started. And literally yesterday it started getting gloomy and today it's so gloomy and just like ugh, outside. All right. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who's Ana Gabriela? Um, so who is Ana Gabriela? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, honestly, I'm just, I'm 28. Okay. I, um, I do, so I'm an influencer and I started, I'm 28. I started when I was like 24, I want to say. I really, really started. Yeah, 24. I think before that, I was always just like really into makeup. And mm-hmm. I was still going to school also. And my parents, especially my dad, he's always been super like, you know, I want you to go to school. I want you to do your master's. I want you to get your PhD. And my sister did all of that. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like this is so cool. Like when, when social media and beauty started kind of merging, yeah, I kind of want to try this. And I remember I was, I, my OG YouTuber is Carly Biabel. I was obsessed with her. I was and too. I was like, what? I, I love her. I'm like, you know what? Like what, what's the difference between her and I? I think she's like a year older than I am or maybe two. And I was like, if she can just post videos of her doing makeup, like why can't I? So that's when I started. I started my YouTube and then I started my Instagram shortly after or at the same time but my Instagram kind of kicked off more okay and so I mainly started doing Instagram and that's kind of how I started and ever since then this has been such a like amazing experience and just like so um it has benefited me in so many ways more than just like a career I think for my like for my self-esteem for my confidence my life what I wanted to do seeing beauty in like a different eye also and just like experiencing different things in the beauty community and looking like especially now during quarantine I've reflected a lot on life I call them my quarantine thoughts and I'm just really grateful for the path that I took with this career and everything that it's done for me and yeah how was it in the beginning for you? I know that you probably started, what, in like 2015, maybe-ish? Yeah, 20, yeah, it was like 2016. Okay. 2016, yeah, around that time. So maybe it was around the time that it was kicking off more, right? Like if you started around that time, you're probably better off than trying to start now. Tell me if, if you think the same way. I feel mm-hmm. like um, it, it's way more saturated now than it was back then. I feel like it's, I don't know what's going on with Instagram, with YouTube, with the algorithm and all this crazy things happening. I will say when I was growing, I felt like at that time I was never like, oh my God, like 
what's wrong with the algorithm? I don't think, I don't even know what an algorithm was, you know, until things started going crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, this freaking algorithm, like what's going on? You know, like, why aren't my videos getting so-and-so views or my photos or this or that, or why are people DMing me and telling me they're not get, like seeing my stuff anymore, you know? So that probably happened around like, I want to say like when Instagram, was it Facebook bought Instagram or something like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. That was in I mean? 2017. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's when I saw it. But I feel like one of my good friends started this uh, also like makeup blogging, I want to say a little bit after I did. And she just really hit it off like this past year. So I okay. think that it really all depends, you know, I think consistency and posting and just being passionate about what you post will get you where you need to be. It might not be where like you thought you were going to be, but it'll get you somewhere, you know? Did you ever feel in the beginning where it was like, is it worth it? Um, what I'm doing? Um, did you at some point feel like negative thoughts about it? How did you go from that to motivating yourself to being like, no, it's totally worth it. Let me just keep pushing through. I think throughout the whole journey, the main push was always like the craft itself. I love to do makeup. I love like just sitting in front of the mirror and doing my makeup. And then I love at the end when you just look at yourself and you're like, yes, like (laughs) I love that feeling. And I feel like everything that comes with like work wise, when I have to film and edit and stuff like that, the end result is really rewarding. Um, I feel like that's what really pushed me. I find myself now, for example, when I feel rushed or stressed or something and I film something and I'm like not happy about it, but I'm like, whatever, I'm going to post it. And then I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Like, why did I even post it? I wasn't even feeling it. Like, mm-hmm. so I feel like you really have to go on, like based on how you feel. And I feel like the way I felt when I, when I film or when I take pictures or when I do my makeup, that's the rewarding feeling. And I feel like that's what keeps me going. Because even when I'm not filming, I still like, I mean, besides quarantine, like when I would go out or hang out or like do anything, I'm doing my makeup or getting ready with my girlfriends all together, doing our makeup, talking about this, blah, 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 you know? So I feel like, the craft itself is the base of what keeps me going. Cause I love what I do. Exactly. I love doing it, you know, and like any job there's stress, you know, there are things that you have to overcome and battles you have to face and it happens, you know, I'm just really fortunate that I get to do what I love every day. Exactly. So pretty much if you're passionate for what you're doing, then as we know, if you love what you're doing, then it's not a job. Then you're just doing it because that's what you're passionate about. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel, I mean, like, of course it's work, you know, but sometimes when I'm just like filming, I'll be like, oh my God, like, I really love this. Like, you know, like I'll sit there and I'm filming, you know, and it's really rewarding to just, I don't know, like mentally, it's also refreshing, you know, to be able to do that. And I get to do makeup every day and I get products every day and I get to share that with my family, you know, and they love it. So it's nice. When did you start realizing like, oh, damn, this is really taking off? So it was honestly like it was pretty early on. I'll never forget. It was Maybelline. They had reposted my stuff for the first time. And I'll never forget it's the social media um, I don't know what she, she's like the social media director or something named Sarah. And she reposted one of my pic, one of my pictures that I posted with my eyeliner. And she's like, oh my God, I love the eyeliner. She's like, do you want to do a takeover on Snapchat for us? She's like, I'm going to send you a whole bunch of stuff. And like, you know, if you want to go to CVS and get more stuff, just let me know. Like we'll send you all the money and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, 
am I talking to Maybelline? Yes. (laughs) Is this a joke? Like I couldn't even believe it. It was like so surreal. She kept posting my stuff. Of course, I had this after that, that I was like all about Maybelline. (laughs) And um, I actually, it was about two years ago, two, maybe three years ago where Maybelline came to Miami and they had this dinner and I've never met her in person and everyone had to like go around and introduce themselves and, and you know, why they started, et cetera. So when I got up, I was like, you know, I was like, I feel like my main push and start was because of you, Sarah, because you were posted my first picture. And I feel like that was like the ultimate push, you know, it was yeah. like, I don't even know how to explain it's like I don't know if you've ever played Mario Kart like when you get like a star or something yeah. like, like, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that was it like I was like I can like, I can do anything at this point like how many people saw it like oh my god how many clicks how many people and that's when I was like okay and then afterwards like I remember House of Lashes reposted me very early on also and it just all kind of happened at the same time you know and then you get your first email like we want to put you on PR and I'm like what is that? Like, what does that <laughs> mean? Like, what do you mean you want to be a PR? <laughs> How yeah, amazing. Early on, yeah. Congratulations to you. That's, that's really good because even me, like I have the whole fashion um, blogging going on on Instagram and there's, th- that's why I asked because there's days when, and I know, I know that I'm not the only one that feels this way. There's days that I'm like, I absolutely love doing what I do. But there's days when I'm like, why did this video not get these many views as like the other one? And even though it's not a lot. And then I'm like, why did hers do? But I did the same thing. Or in my mind, like sometimes I get a little conceited. I'm like, I did a little bit better. And I'm like, what's going on? I hate this fucking algorithm. Like what? Like I'm lost. And then I get days where I'm like, I don't want to do this. But then I'm like, no, I really do want to do this because I do it because I like this, you know? So exactly. Yeah. I was actually feeling like that. It was probably like a month ago. And one of my friends said, Anna, why don't you just like sit down and do your makeup and don't film it. Don't take pictures. Just do it because you want to do it. Don't feel like pressured. Like, am I going to like, is this look going to be the unique look or the look that people want to see or whatever? Like, just do it for you. And like, you need to like snap back to reality of like why you're doing this, you know, Mm -hmm. like about the numbers or this or that, because it can really mess you up. And like the comparing thing, it's happened to me too. And I always have to tell myself at the end, it's like to each their own, like everyone has their lane, you know, right. like jumping on somebody else's lane or vice versa. It's not going to do like either of us any good, Yeah, you know, so everyone has their lane, everyone has their path and there's enough space. I feel like in this industry to do what everyone else is doing, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know that it's the, it's saturated. All of the platforms are saturated, but it's also has like such a huge reach that, yeah, there's, there's room for everyone. And, you know, when in our groups, we say we express the same feelings. I'm like, look, why don't we just focus on empowering each other? Because at the end of the day, like, that's how we build our communities by empowering each other. No, 100%. Okay. So then you took off, you're like getting known and everybody's kind of like looking at you and for the stuff that you do. How did that change your daily routine to an influencer now? My daily routine, I think like it was for my family, it was like a little weird. I feel like at first when I was like, I got to film. Like, what do you mean you have to film? I was like, I have to film my makeup look, mom. Like I have to film this. And my mom was like, oh my God, okay, that's so cool. My dad's like, what? Like, I don't understand. Like you should be, why don't you apply? At this point I had already graduated my bachelor's and he's like, why don't you apply to do your master's? Like, this is the time, like you're young. It takes two years, you know? And I'm like, but 
like, I'm not going to have time. Like, that's too yeah. much, you know? And he's like, no, don't worry. Da, da, da. That was like kind of a struggle. He still mentions it now to this day. But I think with daily, daily life, the filming thing, like, I had to, you have to make your own schedule. Like no one is telling me what to do. No one is telling me, Anna, you have to be here at nine o'clock and at 5 PM you can go home and just like zone out. Like it doesn't work yeah. like that. That was like one of the biggest struggles I really had to like take control of like being my own boss because there's no rules, you know, I can make the rules, but I can break them. There's no consequence, exactly. you know? So I think that was like a really hard struggle in my daily life because I didn't really know when to turn it off and on. Like I didn't know when I was like, okay, now I'm working. Now I'm not working. You know, now I need to take a break from my phone or now I want to be on my phone. Like it was just kind of a struggle at first. And it still is sometimes, honestly, I find myself like trying to figure out like, when am I just going to turn it off? Like when will I not think about content or this or that or that, you know? But I've been pretty good now with, okay, Monday through Friday before the quarantine, during quarantine, it's been a mess, but before the quarantine, I had my schedule. I was like Monday through Friday, I wake up around like nine. I start working around like 10 to whenever I finish. And when I'm done, like I'm done, you know? And like, but still, you're still answering comments. You're still like liking stuff. You're still being active. So, but yeah, I feel like daily life-wise, I think I just made myself a schedule and it became my job. Like I love to go out on the weekends. I feel like I made a schedule like with my friends, you know, like yeah. during the everyone's always working. So I was like, okay, I'm going to work during the week. So on the weekends, I can do whatever I want and not have to worry. So it sounds like you figured out a way to complement your personal lifestyle with your career by figuring out that you need to make time for yourself as well as creating content for Instagram. Yes, 100%. I think finding the balance is key, especially in a business like this where you are in control so much. Yeah. Definitely have a plan, a schedule, and just go off, like, go based on that. Yes, definitely. You need to have that schedule and know when to pretty much cut off Instagram and, and social life, social media life for a little bit and get back to, like, in person and just communicate with the people that you have around you in person. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, be just be there in your life <laughs> instead of social. And I think, like, with social media, it's not just, like, if it's your job, it's also, it's become very overwhelming. I feel like for anyone that has oh, an yes. Instagram or, you know, a Facebook or something like that, like you find yourself on social media so long because there's just so much on there, you know? Exactly. Yes. Okay. So we know a little bit about who's Ana Gabriela and how you became to be this Ana loves you on Instagram and this big influencer. Now, mm-hmm. where does your beauty inspiration come from? How do you get these ideas to make the videos that you put out on Instagram and YouTube? Um, I think like the main thing I would say probably is my family. Yeah. I come from like a big family and, you know, my tios and my tias everywhere, my mom, my dad. And yeah. they always have these old school remedies where I'm always like so intrigued and like about skincare. And my mom, since I was little, she was always doing her makeup and like, super fashionable and I remember her like spraying like you know like your mom's yeah. perfume that mm-hmm. you know from back in the day oh my god like just stuff like my mom was such a girly girl and I remember like back even when I was like three I was like putting her lipsticks on all over my face and 
you know, and as I got older, I realized obviously skin has a huge impact on all of that. And then I just started watching her do that. And the same with like my ideas and my sisters, I'm the youngest. So my older sister would always like, she was like, obviously a teenager at that point when I was younger, but I would see her do some crazy stuff with her face yeah. too. And I always talk about drinking so much water. And I'm like, why are you drinking? Like, why are you chugging water every time? And she's like, because of my skin. And back then we lived in Germany. So obviously, it's, you know, the air is very dry because it's winter all the uh-huh. time. And you just like learn. I feel like I just learned these things. And it wasn't so much learning. It's like I almost grew up with them, you know. So when yeah. I got older, I was always doing it. I'm always drinking water. And blah, blah, blah. I never know why until I really think about it, you know. So all of those all of those dichos that the moms say, like the, the Latina moms say, it's all true then. Try them out. Yes. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All those like OG remedies. And you know, my tia used to always, she told me like she always uses ice. She's like, that's the only skincare I've ever used my whole entire life. It's ice cubes on my face every morning and every night. I and I thought that was it, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. And I started doing the ice method in general, like with ice cubes. I got a little scared because I was like, oh, this is going to burn my face. But I started like freezing a lot of my like my spoons, my um, my setting sprays, my face sprays, like anything that really can go on my skin and like dissolve. And it's honestly the best primer ever. Like anything <laughs> cooling on your face makes your face so smooth, like so so smooth. And then I read on it, and it said it actually stimulates your the blood flow in your face, which smoothens your face. I was like, wow, this is cool. Who would have thought ice cubes? Does that mean that if I go and like freeze one of my spoons and then apply it like in my cheek area, is that going to like close my pores? Because I'm going to be doing that if it works. <laughs> so for, I do the spoon one all the time. I have this really huge spoon that I actually stole from my mom's kitchen. And I always put it in my freezer. And usually like, I mean, I haven't gone out in a minute, but like when I would go out before, I would put it like an hour before in the fridge or freezer and then take it out before I make up, apply it on my face. And it just made my face tighter and smoother. Like when I put the spoon like all over and like those specific areas like around my cheek lines and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then put my makeup on and it just made everything so much nicer. And I try to do it now like at night and stuff and in the morning. But I mean, the older huh. I get, the more I focus on skincare. Right now I'm just like putting it on my face before I do my makeup so it looks like super smooth. But I know it's so good for like your skin like in general also. I know because... From what I've seen in your stories on Instagram, your skin looks amazing. Like, it looks so freaking Thank smooth. You. It looks like you have no pores. And I'm like, how? Yeah, how I mean, do you do that? <laughs> I definitely have some pores around my nose. I think that area is, like, for everyone. But, um, but yeah, I've been honestly really lucky with my skin. I notice now when the things that when I – like, when I don't drink enough water, my face gets textured. When, yeah. like, around my period also, obviously, like, here and there, hormonal stuff. Or when I'm eating bad, I start getting these, like, um, the small whiteheads. Like, I already know what triggers my face, you know? Huh. So yeah. I just try to stick to drinking water. I don't want to eat, like, greasy stuff. And then, obviously, my, like, washing my face all the time, I can tell. Like, when I don't do something, like, correctly at night, like, moisturizer or something, my face wakes up. Not bad, but I can just be like, okay, yeah, I didn't put on moisturizer last night or I didn't do this. You know, like yeah. I already know the things that are not so beneficial to my like skin. Yeah, and I've heard that what you eat really takes a toll on your skin and then obviously hydrating your skin is like very helpful. But I'm going to admit, I'm really bad at, I don't eat extremely bad, but my weakness is like Mexican pastries. 
So it's not like I eat a lot of oily stuff, but I eat a lot of sugary stuff and I also don't mm -hmm. hydrate very well. So I think that's why like I have a lot of texture on my skin, on my face and mm -hmm. uh, especially like in the chin area. But I also know that that's stress. So I'm definitely yeah. going like, to follow those tips and drink more water. <laughs> yes, drink more water and like test it for yourself. Like maybe like try for like two weeks and have like two cheat days in those two weeks of just not eating sweets and see what happens to your skin. If that's really what's triggering, triggering those textures, because yeah. I feel like everyone is so different. You know, people ask me like, how do you keep your skin so like clean and this and that? And then I tell them and they're like, yeah, but I do all that. I'm like, well, everyone is different, you know? So you have to figure out like what triggers your skin to do certain things. Like a lot of people have hormonal issues, you know, like yeah. I get those phrases randomly, like once a year, I'll be breaking out like crazy And I'm eating clean, I'm drinking my water, everything is fine, I'm not stressed, but it's my hormones. And that's totally normal. But for you, it could be the sugar. Like, you could try for two weeks and just not eat any pastries or anything and see. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, you lucked out. You can eat sugar. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try very hard. I'm going to give up gancitos for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. What are three holy grail beauty products that you just cannot live without? Three holy grail beauty products. I would say concealer for sure. Concealer is like my holy grail. I've always had like pretty dark under eyes. Not dark, but just like I always see them. Mm -hmm. um, so a concealer I wear literally every day, like every single day, unless I'm really not doing anything. But I try to always, even if it's just like a little dot and I like blend it with my fingers or anything. So concealer for sure. Um, my facial sprays that I use, whether it's like a, a facial primer, setting spray, or just like a, any facial spray with like infused aloe, green tea, and all this stuff. I love, 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 love those. And then I would probably say my eyeliner. Okay. Like I do eyeliner on a daily. It's like everything to me. I just love it, love it, love it. With the sprays, do you just spray them just to spray them? Like let's just say an aloe spray. Do you just spray mm -hmm. that on just... It'll make your skin feel better. Yeah, it's. I put mine in the freezer again, freezer or fridge, the night before, and then I'll like the next in the morning. This is one of the ways I use it. Like when I'm really like dead asleep still, but I'm really trying to wake up. Mm -hmm. I spray it all over my face, like my shoulders, pretty much everywhere, and it like gives that nice, refreshing, you know, morning glow almost you know because it just like wakes you up in a very refreshing manner mm -hmm. and also before my makeup application at night also after all of my skincare routine I put the spray also it's just a very I think hydrating and just refreshing feeling huh I have to start doing that too then mm -hmm. <laughs> giving me all these tips now hopefully my skin <laughs> yeah. will get better <laughs> it's not bad like I said yeah. it's just a lot of texture and I notice it all the time yeah. no I feel you Okay, what's your to-go makeup routine? My to-go makeup routine would be, I always start with a primer, a hydrating primer always, just because my skin is, I want to say a combination, but I just like my skin to be more hydrating always than like mm -hmm. anything. The makeup itself will make it matte, but I want my skin to be hydrating because I do always mattify my face. Right. So I start with a primer. And then I go in, this would be like on a very normal day. I would go in with concealer, set my concealer, do my liner, lip liner, and then put some, like something in between my lip liner, like a, I don't know, 
a lip crayon or like a light gloss or something and that's it that would be like a daily thing I think okay what is the number one beauty tip that you can give out the number one beauty tip I would say um I think beauty in general comes from within so confidence and like really just like amping yourself up you know like yes. wake up every day look at yourself in the mirror, like, hey, gorgeous, hey, beautiful, hey, this, hey, like, just compliment yourself. And I always tell my friends and my family, I always say, like, because if not you, then who, you know, like, you always believe yourself. And at the end, people always tell you, well, at the end, you're always going to follow your own advice. And it's true. You have to follow your own advice. But you also have to amp yourself up because you only listen to yourself. Exactly. You know, it's like your, your conscience listens to you what you say out loud. So I think it's really important to always give yourself credit, you know, amp yourself up and root for yourself and just feel good about yourself. And I think like makeup and everything, clothes, anything you put on or anything that just comes, that's like a plus of everything. Exactly. You know? It's your accessory to self-love. And I 100% agree. Self-love is so important. Um, I remember once someone told me and it like stuck to me and she said, she said it in Spanish, which it makes much better sense. But she said, people will see you the way you see yourself. So if you love yourself, if mm -hmm. you're confident, then people will see that confidence shine through you. But if you don't believe in yourself, then how do you want people to also believe in you? So. Yes, it's so, so, so true. Exactly. Self-love, everything. And it's also, it just makes you feel good. You know, yes. if you feel something and you know something is off, like, you need to not look around and see what's going on around you, what might be caused. Like, look inside. Because ultimately, things around us are always going to be changing and going bad or going good or going great or going really bad. But it's all about how we are handling ourselves of how everything else is going to go. And I think that's very important that you bring that up because social media can do so many things to you, good and bad. And mm -hmm. we have to remember that not everything we see on social media, especially on Instagram, is true. Um, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of us are guilty of Facetune or Photoshopping or whatever it is, you know. And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't really see that. And it's like, remember to not look if the grass is greener on the other side or if that person is there because she got like an easy get-go. You know, it's everybody has done their fair share of it. And yeah, and just remember to give yourself credit, like you said. Very, very important. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> no, I, I, and I know with social media, it's so, that's why I always think, like, I'm always like, oh, how, how do people, like, in this industry that are, like, you know, that have, like, a low self-esteem or that go through, like, certain mental things, you know, it, I worry because I know it's a lot. It can be really overwhelming and yeah. really, you know, oh, my God, like, She's so beautiful. She's so this. She's so this. Oh, my God, this girl. Oh, my God, look at her on vacation. And look yeah. at her living the best life, you know? But then it's like, it's all just through my phone, you know? And then I really just always, always, always what I do always at night. And when I wake up in the morning, I have, like, this little box that my mom made me. She, like, named it Caja de Dios. And Aww. I always thankful for every single night and every single morning. And I, I've noticed that writing it down makes it more real even though it's it's real it's my life but writing it down and seeing it on paper you know every yeah. night and every morning 
makes me realize like, wow, I really have so much to be blessed for, or even like the smallest things like waking up this morning, you know, seeing parents, laughing, eating, tasting, you know, dancing, like anything, anything I write it down. And I think that that's really made my life more realistic with, with the whole social media thing going on and everything that goes on. Like, of course, I'm so happy for everyone else and what they do. But it's really hard sometimes to draw that line and be like, wait, why don't I have that? Or why, why is she doing that? And I'm not, and that, you know? Yep. No, I 100% agree. I think that we have to remember to count our blessings and be grateful yes. for what we have because we could also have less. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's switch gears up a little bit. Let's do some fun and interesting questions. You're yes. going to be stranded on an island. I'm stranding you on an island. And you can only bring Correct. one beauty item. Which one is it? Eyebrows, concealer, or eyeliner? I would do concealer. Really? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on an island and like, you know, you never know who's on there with me. <laughs> like, I want to look fresh. <laughs> yeah. I don't look tired sleeping on the floor. <laughs> All right. If you could meet anyone, I mean anyone, who would it be? Um, if I could meet anyone, hmm, I don't think who I've been like super, super into. I feel like there's so many different people for different reasons, I but know. I think, um. Just like off the top of my head, I feel like I'm really intrigued. This is like a, a person that's alive and a celebrity. I'm just thinking like in those terms. Uh -huh. um, I would want to meet Anita, the Brazilian singer. I feel like she is such an entrepreneur and like so talented yeah. and came from nothing. And I'm just like, I saw her Netflix docu probably like a year ago and I was so intrigued. And then I saw her at a concert with Jay Bavine and she was just like, Oh my God. Like she just caught my attention and I would like, she's just very, when I saw her Netflix uh, documentary, I was so like motivated and I would love to like talk to her in person. I feel like she would be so cool and so just giving so much advice from yeah. like real life experience you went through. Wow. That's an interesting pick, but I like it. Mm -hmm. All right. Would you rather forever have to wear bad makeup, like a bad makeup look or no mm -hmm. makeup at all? No makeup at all. Okay. I would never be able to wear makeup. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What has been one of your most embarrassing moments ever? Um, an embarrassing moment. Um, I'm trying to think. I think at one time, me and my sister were at a grocery line, and there was this man behind us. And he was getting, I forget, he was getting some beer and we were talking in German. This was here. And we said something like we were talking shit. We were just saying like, oh my God, look at the beer he's getting. Like what kind of beer is that? <laughs> he drinks that beer in German. And he, and then we were talking about some German beer and he literally, we turned around. Like we weren't trying to, we weren't like facing him, but we weren't not facing him. Uh -huh. He just looked at us and said in German, like, I like this beer. Oh, my and God. I just looked at my sister. I'm like, yeah, that's a good beer. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't like the worst. I'm like, I can handle situations like when she turned red and like got rashes all over her face. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> See, yeah, that's what you that get. Was, <laughs> yeah. 
That was pretty embarrassing. I'm not, after that, I literally don't do it again. I'm like, you never know who speaks German, who speaks Spanish. Like, we can't be talking shit about people. It doesn't matter what language. Like, we exactly. gotta wait. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. All right. What has been the best advice you have ever received? The best advice. Um, my parents give some really, really good advice. Um, my dad recently was talking to me about change in life and how it's so constant. And he always said, like, you have to be, you will always be your own constant. And you always need to find balance in yourself because life is always changing. Like even now with the virus and stuff and mm -hmm. when it's over after that, what's going to happen. Da, da, da. He's like, when you see change happening, it means that time is passing. He's like, and time will always pass. He's like, you always need to make sure you know, you're living in the moment yeah. and never just like dwelling on something because it's always changing. Course, Everything yeah. will always, like nothing good will stay good. Nothing bad will stay bad, you know, just to find like that inner core happiness because that's the only thing in life that's ever going to be constant if you let it be. Oh, wow. Well, that's a great advice, especially to get from one's parents. Yes, for sure. And speaking of advice, what's one advice or tip that you would give to uh, girls who would want to follow in your lead? Um, I think that whatever you do in life, you know, do it because you love it and you're passionate about it. And it's like a very organic and just natural flow for you. Anything, anything I would say is just like, if it doesn't flow in your life, don't do it. But, um, With social media, if you stay constant, if you're persistent, you're patient, things will come to you. You know, it might not be in the direction that you were, okay, this is exactly what I do. Because with social media, there's just so many doors for you to go through. You can't just specifically look at one path. Yeah. Just like, do what you're doing. Work your ass off, you know. Keep yeah, posting. Keep being active, keep engaging, keep coming up with new ideas, you know, and be inspired by others. It's totally okay to like look at other people's things and be like, oh my God, I, I like that. And da, 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 da. you know, that's, that's how in social media life, that's how we inspire each other. And just, yeah. and just keep doing you. I think that with anything in life, hard work always pays off. It will always pay off for someone that is working their ass off and just doing what they can something will come out of it always never give up that's key yes girl you exactly. could be like a motivational speaker <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be fun if you weren't an influencer what would you be if i wasn't an influencer i would probably uh i would work something in pr advertising marketing that's where I, what i have my degree in mm -hmm. so something with like Makeup, probably fashion, celebrity, something I feel like I've always really been into. Sounds fun. This whole category, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, Anna, for taking your time to join us today in this episode. We loved hearing all about you and how you became to be where you're at right now, what inspires you and motivates you. And again, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And you guys, if you guys want to go follow Anna, Anna, let us know what your social media handles are. So my handle on pretty much everything is Anna Loves You. It's A-N-N-A -N -N -A, and then Loves with the U. It's my TikTok, my Instagram. 
and my YouTube also, AGM Beauty. So yeah, follow me everywhere. I would love that. Go check her out, you guys. And remember to stay safe, stay healthy, stay at home as much as you can for now. Yeah, stay home, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.